Hello lovelies, I hope you're having a beautiful week. Welcome back to another episode on the Fine Tash podcast and today's topic is my solo traveling failure, my first experience as a lone traveler. I don't want to just post content that is, you know, all the good and none of the bad. I want it to be relatable. I want you to see the struggles I've gone through the happy times I've had, I want to show it all. So today I'm going to be talking about the first time I tried to travel overseas alone and I fell flat on my face, if I'm honest. With that said, let's get right into it. So as we've now established, the first time I went solo traveling was a failure. I do feel pretty nervous sharing this story and I've been putting it off for a long time but I think it's a great learning curve for others to not have the same experience when they travel solo. But at the same time, I think everyone learns from their failures and it's important to experience them for yourself. So I first got the idea to travel solo back in 2017 when I was watching one of my favorite travel YouTubers. They're called Beer for Breakfast. They're this couple that travels and lives all around the world while working online and they are killing it. I recommend you check them out. They have awesome content. Anyway, In one of their videos, they were leaving for Canada on a working holiday. I was immediately hooked and I binge watched all of their vlogs while they lived in Canada over the next couple of weeks. I had no clue at this time that by the end of this second week that I'd been watching their videos, I would have already paid for the application fee and applied for my own two-year working visa in Canada. Wowzers. So let's fast forward all the way to the middle of 2018. So I remember going to the airport and saying goodbye to my mum and my sister. I was very emotional, but I was mostly excited. The experience seemed more exciting than emotional to me. So I got on the plane and I had this sudden feeling of confidence. I had a stopover in Hawaii and I was nervous about going out into the city by myself, but I did. I went and got some lunch. I got back on the plane to the next stop, which was Vancouver. This wasn't the final destination, but I had a short stopover here. The only problem with having an under two hour stopover is when you arrive in Canada and get your working visa, you apply for it online, but you pick it up and finish the application when you arrive. And you had to get the visa at the point where you arrive in the country. So even though Vancouver wasn't my final destination, because it was my first stop in Canada, I had to get my visa there, which is why I was a bit freaked out that I had under two hours to sort it out. So I was traveling to Toronto, but I had to organize my working visa now in Vancouver. So I remember freaking out in the line to get in the room to go and get my visa from the officials and freaking out even more when I was told to wait for it to be processed. I was like, I'm going to miss the connecting flight. My confidence started fading, but it turned out to be a pretty speedy process and I got my visa and was left with under half an hour before the next flight. I was in the line trying to go through customs and it was taking a long time And I ended up having to talk to some staff members and they were kind enough to give me a free express pass through security. Otherwise, I would have missed my flight. So as I go through security, I'm literally having to run to my gate. And I never thought this would happen to me, but I was one of those people that had their names called on the loudspeaker. But I did end up making it. I ran in my four layers of winter clothes that I couldn't fit in my suitcase. And I ended up getting on the plane for my short flight to Toronto. I was fairly confident again. I had confidence in my ability to get to my Airbnb and get this working holiday on the road. So arriving in Canada, 
So the travel from the airport to my Airbnb wasn't that bad at all. I had already researched that I'd have to get a train from the airport to the main train station terminal. But I got really lost finding the station. I did eventually find it, bought my ticket and got on the train. Then ended up getting off at the wrong stop, which was fine. I asked someone for help. I got back on the train in the other direction. Um, but when I got back on, I had some issues with the train conductor checking my ticket. So I'd only purchased a one-way ticket. But for me to have to go back to get off at the right stop meant that I needed a different ticket. But I didn't know where to buy it from. I didn't want to get lost by myself in Canada because I didn't have a SIM card yet. I had no way of connecting with anyone on my phone. I kind of explained my situation and she was nice enough to guide me to which stop I had to get off at and let the ticket issue go. So then when I got off the train, I got a Presto card to get the train to the main terminal. So this went fairly well and I arrived in no time once I knew where I was going. So I'd researched the bus I was going to catch to get to the Airbnb, but I got really overwhelmed by the big city. I'm from Sydney, which is quite a small city. And I had a little bit of a meltdown of this short-lived working holiday, but I ended up thinking I'm just going to get a taxi because I don't feel comfortable. I will sort myself out later. So I got a taxi to the Airbnb and I had that combination again of fear and excitement. I was like, I've done it. I've flown to Canada. I've made it to my accommodation all by myself. I just want to point out again, I'd never traveled solo before. So I entered the safe code into the lock to get the keys to go inside that the Airbnb host had given me. Um, this was after a bit of fumbling around. I couldn't find the safe. I felt a bit uneasy while looking for the safe. I felt like I was in a bit of an unsafe area, which looking back on it is probably due to me not wanting to spend a lot of money and not doing enough research on the areas in Toronto. Anyway, I shrugged it off and went inside. I'd had a few fails in uneasy moments but I was like I'm going to contact my family and friends and send them photos of this cute Airbnb and plan my afternoon but I never left the Airbnb. I initially was like I'm going to have a walk around this neighborhood, I'm going to go and get some food, go to the grocery store to get some stuff for breakfast. I was planning to stay at this Airbnb for a couple of days because I had a few things to organize in the city because I'd already had a job organized out on the coast where it was quite a small town so I needed to get a sim card, I needed to get a few things like I think some kind of sort of social security number or Canada's equivalent I know they have those in America just some things to work and I had a bus booked for a couple of days to go to where I was going to be working and living anyway as I mentioned I never left my Airbnb so that same day I was a different person in the afternoon I was having a new meltdown every 10 minutes I would stand up and feel as though I was actually going to pass out or throw up I'd never felt so anxious in my whole life. I was just constantly shaking. I had a tight chest. I felt like I couldn't breathe and I was extremely overwhelmed. So the next couple of days I spent just sending messages home and I did end up making the decision to fly home. I was really upset, but I don't regret my decision at all because I think it was a huge learning curve for me. And I think I just had to trust my gut at the time and do what was right for me. And I'm the kind of person that thinks everything happens for a reason and everything that's happened for you is just part of your growth and your journey through life and build you into the person you're supposed to be. So I'm really proud of myself for listening to my gut feeling and having the confidence to book my flight home. Yes, I wasted a lot of money, but I ultimately don't think I was ready to travel solo. 
So as of the next year, at the same time, about May, I went on my first successful solo trip to Norfolk Island, which is a small island off the coast of Australia. So it was a domestic trip, but nonetheless, I went on a five-day trip and I always say small steps are better than no steps. I was really happy with that. So I felt more motivated to keep traveling solo after that domestic trip. I am persistent and when I fail, all I wanna do is try again till I succeed. So when I first wrote this blog post, I hadn't actually done any more solo travel since then, but it is now 2020 and I actually went on my first international solo backpacking trip earlier this year Shout out to Christiane Risman from Backpacking Bananas YouTube channel. She has a really comprehensive set of videos on backpacking the Philippines. She vlogs her whole journey and she also has videos telling you about budget and what to do and actually gave me the inspiration to do my last podcast on my personal budget from the Philippines. I wasn't trying to copy her idea at all. I just wanted to share from an Australian perspective what I spent in Australian dollars and compare it to others experiences but she gave me the confidence to go away and backpack the Philippines and I had the best time of my life. I remember thinking that traveling solo isn't for everyone and I still believe that but I think you'll never find out if you never give it a try and maybe have a solo traveling failure like me. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was another short and sweet episode but I wanted to give a different kind of podcast, give a different kind of experience for you all to witness and I hope you guys leave a comment and let me know if you've traveled solo or if you would like to and I'll see you guys next Friday with a brand new podcast. Don't forget you can find the original article at findtash.com and I hope you all have a lovely weekend. See ya.